Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. A nonprofit organization called WePower launched in St. Louis a few years ago. Its mission was to partner with black and Latino people in lower income neighborhoods and to activate their power through community led campaigns pushing for change. In March, WePower launched its first business accelerator program. It's called Elevate Elevar. Its first six month cohort uh, finished last month. And joining us to talk about it is Yoni Blumberg. He's WePower's Director of Entrepreneurship and Strategic Initiatives. Yoni, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you. So tell me about this idea behind Elevate Elevar. What were you hoping it would do for the people enrolled in it? For both the people enrolled in it and the region more broadly, um, we're hoping to accelerate the growth of Black and Latinx-owned companies. Um, because we know that can spark wealth creation in neighborhoods and lead to good um, living wage jobs, um, particularly in, in neighborhoods that have experienced uh, years and decades of structural systemic disinvestment. So um, how, how did you yeah, find, uh, how did you go about finding the entrepreneurs to enroll in this program? We had a really um, robust recruitment process that involved um, partnerships with other organizations as pipeline partners like Balsa and Square One and the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We had in-person and online events to help people fill out the application. Um, we got some press coverage. And so we ended up uh, engaging over 200 Black and Latinx entrepreneurs Wow! and having over 90 apply. Wow. So you had 90 apply. How many were, did you have to get it down to? To just 10. Oh, that must have been painful. It was, uh, it was a good process. We had, it was a chance for, um, we scored all the applications, had people cut it to 40 semifinalists. Um, they all pitched in front of a panel of judges, and then we put 20 to a community vote hmm. in which uh, over 800 people voted to help us choose the final 10. Wow. So what were the key things you were looking for in a company um, as, as it begins getting into this process? Um, our accelerator is particularly focused on entrepreneurs who are beyond the idea stage. So mm -hmm. people who have already launched their product and have some traction, some sales, um, some early success. We were also looking for founders who are very dedicated, had a clear vision for their business and um, who we thought could benefit from the cohort and who had a broader vision than just profit alone, who were um, down focused similarly on benefiting the community. Part of our program involves a founder's commitment to community. And so we looked for people who were vision aligned, had aligned visions with us. And um, how big a time commitment were you asking from people who enrolled? We were asking people to be focused on their businesses full time. Um, the program was originally before the pandemic going to be a full week of programming once a month mm -hmm. um, with the other weeks of the month available for them to be running their businesses. And then we shifted to a weekly model once we moved everything online. Okay. So that is a pretty big commitment here. But as you say, these are people who were all in on their businesses. They were already past the idea stage um, and had some big plans here. And one of these entrepreneurs joins us today. That's LaCrossia Wilderness. She's the owner of Butter Love by LC. LaCrossia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So tell us about your business. What is Butter Love by Elsie? So Butter Love is an all-natural skincare line. It's handmade, and it caters to healing skin ailments such as eczema, uh, chronic dryness. Um, and I make body butters, bath salts, detox, uh, milk baths, and lip balms, et cetera, just all things to promote skin health and overall self-care. I understand you have sort of a personal interest in this problem. That's how you, you got into this yeah. business in the first place. Uh, what were your issues that you were hoping to find body products to help you? 
Yeah, that's a good question. So the reason I started Butter Love was because just growing up, I always suffered from chronic dryness. Like I always had dry skin on my legs and my arms and I couldn't find products that worked for me that were store-bought. And that kind of helped me kind of dive into the all-natural state because all of these products were filled with alcohols that would uh, continuously dry out my skin. Mm. And I needed to find solutions for me that actually worked, that deeply penetrated to get to the root of the problem and not surface level. Hmm. So you found some solutions. You started this mm-hmm. company. How did you hear about Elevate Elevar? What made you want to take that plunge to join it? It was actually a friend uh, who was pushing <laughs> me to um apply so my friend darren uh he is an amazing person and he kept sending me the application he's like you should do this you should do this you should do this have you applied yet and i'm like um (laughs) no but i will so i just took the um took the dive into this application the application was so hard like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna uh uh play about that like it was really hard I really had to do a deep dive into my business to kind of answer the questions that they were seeking and I did it and it was amazing and I got in and it was just like okay let's do this so Yoni I imagine um, that application was difficult by design where you, you only w- were looking for people who were ready to really commit to these businesses yeah absolutely um, and we we knew it was difficult in advance, so um, p- that's what those in-person events and webinars were dedicated to, explaining different types of capital, explaining questions about your target market, or like the jargon involved in the application, making sure that it was both rigorous and accessible. So what made Butter Love by LC and LaCrossia here, what made them a good fit for this accelerator? They're um, such a good fit. So first, Elsie had already started her business um, and had good traction, good reputation and community, um, strong product, and was really ready to take her business to the next level, which is exactly why we started um, this accelerator. Um, It's also a business that fundamentally is about healing and healing community, which is a theme we've actually seen in this first cohort. So many of the businesses in it are about more than just profit or hiring people. They actually, like, their products are inherently, like, helpful to um, helping people live better lives. Hmm. And then um, really, as a person, Elsie has a a real strong orientation towards growth and learning, Um, doesn't have a big ego, isn't offensive or anything, was, like, showed up to the program really eager to learn and grow. And Hmm. so, like, that's who we built the program for. So, LaCrossia, this almost blows my mind. I understand you tripled um, your company's monthly sales between March and August. This is the time when you were in this accelerator, obviously having to put a lot of time into that. But how did you manage to get these sales to increase so quickly? Um, That is a great question. So uh, as soon as we started the cohort, the pandemic started. And mostly Butter Love sales were strictly pop-ups, and I had some online traction, but not a lot. So what I kind of delved into and what we learned about was marketing. A part, a big part of the program was marketing mm-hmm. and um, also how to appeal to our customers and also how to pivot. So I had to uh, pivot really hard when the pandemic happened because I couldn't do any face-to-face face-to-face sales with my customers, which I thought was going to hurt my business, but it actually ended up uh, being great because I had to find new ways to connect with my customers in those uh, ways, those systems that I put into place, those uh, marketing strategies that I put into place, and also the connection that I had to kind of create um, organically and authentically with my customers just really pushed my sales um, and uh, 
just the whole Black Lives Matter movement also played a large part in uh, being recognized as a Black-owned business. Mm -hmm. Um, So that definitely catapulted uh, the recognition and the sales. And uh, my customers are amazing. The ones who are already existing and the ones that are new, they definitely support my business. They support my vision and they really love the product. So I'm just really happy on how much growth has happened over the past six months. Yeah, that's a remarkable amount of growth. And as you mentioned there, this is all growth happening during a pandemic when you would think mm-hmm. that your business model would would be in deep trouble. Uh, but, I know. But here you are. I mean, you, you were able yeah. to, to pivot how you do these things. That's, that's just extraordinary. Yoni, have other participants seen a bump that big? Yeah, actually, I'm glad. I'm so glad you asked. The, the average between March and July for companies in the cohort um, was a 350% increase in sales. So um, most of the companies in the cohort um, had a similar sort of growth trajectory to Elsie and, and were able to triple their sales, which we're so proud of them um, for and, and like thrilled about. And in many cases, was this the same sort of strategy as, as what LaCrosia found here, that the people realized they had to try to sell things online where they didn't do that before? Or was it different in every case? Um, there are definitely a few other cases like that, and then there are some that were were different. Where just like um, they grew their team, a lot of most people came into the cohort as the only um, like entrepreneur, a solopreneur. Um, and one thing we focus on a lot in the program is growing your team, working more on your business than in your business, and thinking about what you can outsource or hire for. Um, and so that helped some people grow and scale their businesses as well. We're talking today to Yoni Blumberg. He's WePower's Director of Entrepreneurship and Strategic Initiatives. And one of those initiatives is Elevate Elevar, um, which is a six-month accelerator for Black and Latin-owned businesses. And we have today with us one of the entrepreneurs who who has tripled her sales during that accelerator. That's LaCrosia Wilderness of Butter Love by LC. Now, WePower held a community pitch day at the culmination of the program. This was on August 29th. Um, Yoni, what happened there? Yeah. So most accelerators end with a pitch day, which is focused on getting entrepreneurs access to capital um, and in front of investors, which has been a major focus of the accelerator for us as well, because there are real disparities in um, Black and Latinx access to capital for entrepreneurs. Um, but we we made this a community pitch day and um, wanted to invite all of the people who had voted to help us select the original cohort who live in our target neighborhoods, who support the work broadly, who are customers. And so um, we ended up getting over 150 people to join our event virtually. Um, and it was a day to both like pitch and celebrate. So we had um, some guest DJs and guest MCs. Um, it was really a great chance to celebrate um, the Black and Latinx owned businesses in the cohort, as well as... Um, other Black and Latinx businesses, um, lifting them up sort of throughout the chat in the event. Um, We unveiled a mini documentary really focusing on the story of possibility of what's possible when we fully invest in Black and Latinx um, founders and uh, had a chance for each founder to also pitch um, to the audience and then had some breakout rooms so people could ask the entrepreneurs questions um, themselves directly. And we got to also celebrate that the cohort has raised um, over $165,000 in grants and loans, including $75,000 from WePower. Hmm. So, LaCrosia, you were there sort of at the end of this six-month journey. Were you nervous to have to, to pitch all over again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, pitching my business is definitely a new experience for me, and it takes a lot of um, uh, just... Uh, 
uh, high energy and you have to really know your business and you have to know your ask and why you're pitching this and why what you're doing to raise these funds like what you're go- what you're going to do with the money if you do get that type of um funding so uh yes pitching my business was definitely hard but also we power was definitely supportive throughout the process uh, all the pitches were pre-recorded, so I didn't have to stand up in front of anyone. That's nice. I get so nervous. Yeah. So I get so nervous with that. So uh, just having them pre-recorded was helpful. And also, like, having it virtually is a new experience for everyone, right? Like, Zoom is the norm at this time. So we had to uh, do everything virtually, which also kind of took away that uh, it kind of helped, but also kind of hindered in a way, like, because you don't get that face-to-face connection with someone. They can really uh, understand who you are. So that was kind of new to try to get my message across uh, virtually. But it was uh, an amazing experience. I had a great time, and I got some really good feedback from um, some uh, really cool people. Yoni, hearing LaCrosia mention, yeah, that virtual component, which was big on pitch day, I imagine throughout this six-month cohort, that is not something that you had anticipated, probably not something you welcomed. But was there any silver lining to the fact that, yeah, you had to do everything online? Yeah, another great question. Um, the, The biggest silver lining that comes to mind is we were actually more easily able to engage really great guest experts from across the country. So we had people come in um, to give feedback on pitches or on other aspects of the business from New York, California, Vermont, um, a few other states I'm forgetting. So mm-hmm. so that was a really good silver lining to having to go digital. So you could access experts from all over the country. Yep. So do you think you've learned anything with this first cohort that makes you think, yeah, you know, we loved how this worked, but here's something I think we'll do differently now that we've gone through this once. Yeah, um, we're just entering this phase of synthesizing all of our learnings from the first cohort. There's a lot we'll do differently. I would say one thing we learned um, was how valuable it is to spend time on the finances, um, Mm -hmm. kind of in the weeds. Like most people um, don't have accounting backgrounds, haven't looked at balance sheets too closely, or looked at unit economics or all these things that are really critical. Um, But education isn't very widely available on them. And so I think we'll make that an earlier, more foundational piece of the program on the front end so people can spend the rest of the months in the program, like applying that learning. Hmm. So LaCrosia, you've now finished uh, this six months. Your sales have tripled. What's next for Butter Love by LC? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, We are actually going through a huge rebrand and... um, we're going to change our packaging. The product will still be the same, the same amazing product, um, but we're definitely going to change our look a little bit. Um, we're also looking for space mm-hmm. uh, for a warehouse so that we can scale and make our products more accessible uh, around the country and uh, soon enough the world. Uh, wow. So, yeah. so you're at that warehouse stage. That's huge. That's got to feel so exciting right now. I know. It's so exciting. <laughs> well, LaCrosse Wilderness, it's just been great to hear about your success here. And, and we're just wishing you the best as you continue. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. And LaCrosse, again, is the founder of Butter Love by LC. If you want more information on that company, we, we are linking to her website on our website, which is stlpublicradio.org. And I also want to thank you, uh, Yoni Blumberg. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having us. And Yoni is WePower's Director of Entrepreneurship and Strategic Initiatives, which just did this Elevate Elevar Accelerator. Very cool stuff. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.